Hi, I'm Luke Eisler. And I'm Jay Cox. Welcome to this week's episode of the Audibility Podcast. If you want to get connected with us, go ahead and follow our Instagram at Audibility Podcast and visit our brand new website, audibilitypodcast.com. We want to embody the environment of the coffee shop and create a virtual third space where passionate people can engage in community and be united in listening. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Audibility Podcast. Um, thank you for listening to our Image of God series that yes. we just wrapped up last week um, with Jay's father, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was a really good time, and uh, Jay and I learned a lot, and mm-hmm. we just enjoyed getting to have a bunch of different professionals on, like yeah. r- real adults. <laughs> like actual people that are... <laughs> They're not yeah. fake people. It was good. Um, we both hope you you all enjoyed it. Um, this week, though, Jay and I are sitting down with a friend of ours, Bates Whitaker, mm-hmm. to talk to us a little bit about storytelling and kind of why that is important to us as individuals and us as a society. Yep. Um, Bates actually just finished the first draft of his book. Yeah. Um, which is really One cool. One of his books. One of his books. He's <laughs> written multiple books. Yes. Um but the way he talks about it, I think this is like, this is like his, the beginning his of magnum opus, Ooh. but like the, the first, yeah. yeah. Like the pr- primum opus. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, something like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't, magnum I don't opus is like culminating. Yeah. I don't, I don't speak Latin work. Yeah. So something like that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We talk a, a little bit about that. We talk about stories that are important mm-hmm. to specifically us. Uh, Bates and I kind of talk about our, like why we write Jay too. I do too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a really fun episode, and I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. So uh, grab yourself a pumpkin spice latte from Union Coffee Co. in Milford, New Hampshire. Yeah. Um, I just said hamster. I hate that. Yeah, uh, that was weird. I'm, I'm actually wearing a Union Coffee shirt. It if, looks really good, actually. If you can see right now, <laughs> uh, check it out. It's good good stuff. Yeah, yep. you, uh, David, David, if you're hearing David, this. David, look at me. I'd okay. like... Um, just keep it coming. <laughs> uh, we, you could sponsor us. Please sponsor us. Oh my God. Oh, no, please. Please. David. Um, David please. But yeah. <laughs> and realistically, you're, you're probably not going to grab a pumpkin yeah, spice our, latte. Our, our, our target audience is in like um, Anderson. But if you're listening to this in New England, open seating back in Union. Yeah, do that. Um, limited capacity. Yeah. Obviously. But COVID. Still open seating. But yeah, just do that. But if you're in Anderson, maybe order some coffee beans from Union. Yeah, because they're really good. They're just incredible. Yes. Um, so enjoy the episode. Let's hop in. It's, they've all been good recently. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Luke. Hey, Jay. <laughs> Welcome to the Audibility Podcast. I, I hate how that sounds. <laughs> I can't hear it because you uh, took oh, the I headphones two weeks in a row. Yeah, I'm a savage. Um, who do we have on the on the podcast this well, week, buddy? We just like broke format. How are you this week? I'm I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. We can't. We have to appease the masses. They're they're really concerned about the format. <laughs> <laughs> we have. 
Bates Whitaker on the podcast. Hey, hey thanks for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've never said that before. <laughs> what a privilege. <laughs> yeah, who are you? Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain myself. Um, I am a student at AU. Mm-hmm. I am a senior. I'll graduate in May of 21. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a husband and a writer. You are married. I am married. Yes. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. What's that? Is that, is that cool? Just it is very cool. <laughs> it is very cool. Um, yeah, no, I got married about a year and a half ago, and that's been crazy with college, but yeah, yeah. it was a a, a great um, happenstance. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good word. Yeah. yeah. I'm a sucker for a good word with an S in it. Happenstance. <laughs> Soup. Serendipity. Serendipitous. <laughs> that's a better, that's a better yeah. one. Malcolm. this is gonna be fun this is a kind of like a we haven't done one of these episodes in a long time where we just kind of talk to someone about what they like to do yeah um and what they like to share with people yeah this is we're gonna do this more consistently so if you've been following us um for the past couple weeks uh, we just finished up our image of god series um and i really enjoyed it and it was a ton of fun to record and get get in with some professors and my, my Yes, um, and just a lot of fun. Yeah. But now we're gonna uh-huh. we're gonna have a kind of yeah. string of yeah. kind of more uh-huh. not lighthearted, but just kind of like talking and just having fun. Just so, kind of vibing out. Just kind of vibing. Yeah, you know, just a little vibe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so what are we gonna talk about then? Yeah. So uh, Bates, I've heard, has written a story, and not yes. just like a little like short story like I would write when I was like in sixth grade, but like an actual like. Novel-esque thing. Yeah, it's a big boy book. Yeah, big. Yeah, Yeah. tell us about that. Yeah, so this is my uh, fifth book that I've written. Oh, I didn't know this. Yes. Wow. I wrote uh, three books in high school, um, and it was part of a curriculum that I was following. So, And then uh, after high school, I wrote another standalone book that was not published. The first three were, sorry. Um, That's cool. And so this is the the fifth one. Nice. Yeah. yeah. What Um, What are they all about? Are they, like, connected or...? Uh, so the the first three books are like a young adult fiction uh, trilogy, and it's kind of written for the high school aged reader. So mm. I kind of I wrote it when I was in high school. So yeah. it's about uh, secret agents. Of course, fits the age. Duh. Of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's worked well. I've uh, gotten to talk uh, in some schools about it. Some schools have used it as their study read. Mm. So um, I've been able to go in and have some Q and A's with What's it some called? students. Uh, they're called the Operation Courage trilogy. Huh. That's um, cool. And they are on Amazon, so oh, they are. Just if you just if you wanna, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, <but> actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then the the fourth one is a drama, and this one's kind of in the sci-fi mm. genre, sort of. Yeah. Loosely. What's kind of what's kind of the plot line? I couldn't think of the word. It took me like way too long. You yeah. got it. <laughs> That's a thick flannel. Thank you. It's very, it's lovely. It yeah. is. Yeah. It's luxuriant. Yeah. Decided to break it out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, it's, it fits into the sci-fi genre, like I said, but it's um, not like the alien type of sci-fi. It's yeah. kind of like the Inception type of sci-fi. Ooh. So it's like the, you know, messing with reality, different dimensions, um, light mind control. Um, so just a little bit, just a little, just a little, little tiny line. bit. Yeah, yeah. Not a huge plot point, but enough to make a difference. Um, so yeah, and just talks about what happens when you mess with that and how it affects people. Mm. And uh, yeah, so yeah, 
That's neat. Don't want to give too much away. Yeah, no, you, yeah. you can't but you can't tell everybody what it's about, you know. Yeah, you just finished the first draft like a couple of days ago. Yes. Right. Yeah, I yeah. finished it last Friday. Wow. That's cool. And you hand wrote it. It's handwritten. So the next step will be to type it out and do the first initial edit. And um, but yeah, it's all handwritten. All of my drafts are handwritten. So why why do you handwrite drafts? I handwrite them because it's it flows easier for me. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I'm typing, uh, I feel like I'm writing a school paper. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it ends up being something that feels a little more artificial. Whereas when I handwrite it, it takes a lot more time. I mess up a lot more. But I like seeing a page that's been you know bled all over and, mm-hmm. uh, and you know marked up and ripped out and mm-hmm. it's just I don't know. It's more raw. It's more it's organic. Art. Yeah. 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 Organic. Yeah. That's a good word. Yeah. I said a better. Yeah. Organic. Word. Is a better word. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. No, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. What is, what is your favorite story? Oh, my gosh. so um, That's like a big question. <laughs> it's a big question because, uh, I mean, I have – there's been a lot of books, a lot of movies, TV shows that have affected me uh, with their story. Um, my favorite books, I'll start there. Um, the, Goldfish, the Goldfinch by Donna Tartt oh. is a huge one for me. Um, never read it. I have not read the book, but oh. I did see the movie that oh they made. Gosh. It's, I mean, it's, it's good for a movie adaptation, yeah. but – it can never, okay, yeah, never do it justice. I mean, most most things, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then Steinbeck's East of Eden is mm. fantastic as well, but haven't read it. <laughs> oh, man, man, that's two points down. Dude, yeah. come on! I'm sorry, <laughs> I just like reading logical prose. Okay, a <laughs> <laughs> big Christian studies major moment. <laughs> so um. Yeah, so I like those kind of books, but honestly, the the stories that most stick with me uh, over the longest period of time, and I almost am scared to say this because of what usually comes with this, but um, is fantasy um, books, mm-hmm. especially books and movies. Um, I don't know, it just does something different uh, to me, and I think to readers as a whole, yeah. than any other genre can do. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know, uh, not to go too deep into it, but... Yeah. Um, it's when you read a book that's more real to life and more um, uh, our modern world dra- drama, it's easier to look at that and say that those are different people. They're not me. Mm. Um, I can't relate to that. But if you read sci-fi, it's almost so otherworldly and different that you're forced to insert yourself into it. Mm. And so it makes you look at your world through that lens of that fantastical world, if that makes any mm. sense. Yeah. I don't know. Might be a little rambly. No, yeah. I, I think I kind of... My just all-time favorite, and it's kind of basic nerd, dumb, but it's uh, Harry Potter. Like, yeah. I, that's yeah. just my – I read that in, like, a, the whole series in a month in, like, fifth grade. So, um, yeah, I didn't I didn't sleep. For <laughs> <laughs> um, Some of those are big books. I read, I read The Goblet of Fire in one day. Oh, my gosh. gosh. And it, that's, like, the biggest book in the series. That's impressive. I actually put that on my resume when I applied. No way. No. Oh, I was like, no, that's a, that's a feat. I would hire you based on that. That would be just, me? like, a weird flex. I oh. would do that just for fun. But Can read children's fantasy quickly. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe I should. <laughs> I would just spat Luke out just my coffee. <laughs> oh. What about you, Luke? What's your favorite? Yeah. Oh man, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I my favorite book is A Tale of Two Cities by mm-hmm. Charles Dickens, mm-hmm. and it's a great story, and I I think I really love it because of the um, the picture of like 
self-sacrifice mm-hmm. and love and like the Christology in that book is just so good. It's just like riddled throughout the entire book and you can see it in both cities, quote unquote. There's there's two? Yeah. Well, really it's like two sets of lives wow. that inter interconnect with each other, but it's kind of talked about in the sense of two cities. Hmm. You've never read it. I have. I've never really talked to you about it either. Mm-mm. It's just a masterpiece. I've it's, never read it. It's so good. I yeah. I'd lend you a copy, but I have three of them, and <laughs> the two that I'm not reading are currently being read by other people. You read it repeatedly. I do. This is like my third time reading it. Gosh. It's just so – it's just that good. Yeah. Um, but my favorite story actually is Breaking Bad. Ah, yeah. That's a good one. I'm still working on it. Yeah, currently. you are. And it I hate inc- you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an incredible – I – I'd never been like so intrigued with a like TV show. Yeah, it's just very well written. Have you seen it? I have seen it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't Fantastic. seen the end. I don't. He, he has. He. Um, if you spoil it for me on the n- podcast, n- no, no, no. <laughs> we are done. Uh, Jesse just did that thing to that other guy when he opened the door. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to spoil it on the podcast for people. I think I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, all right. <laughs> that was like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it so much, though, yeah. because you feel for Walter White, mm-hmm. but he's just a terrible person. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. But yes. you root for him the whole time. Even when he does just disgusting, awful, terrible things, and he ruins his family, and he ruins his career, and he just. You're like, go Walter. <laughs> Good job, buddy. And when like Go sell go sell that mess. When the show called <laughs> when the show culminates, you're left with like weird pity for him and like empathy. Yeah. And you shouldn't have it because he's terrible. Right. And like animosity towards the characters that you should be Rooting on the for? side of because they represent what's good and just and like solid. Like mm-hmm. I think of Hank. Mm-hmm. Like he's a mm-hmm. character that just like throughout the entire show is just this rock of like good goodness with like yeah. a capital G yeah and like yeah uh, oh it's so good it's so and good. the dichotomy between Walter and Gus Fring it Luke doesn't know what to do with his hands it's, it's just <laughs> incredible it's just so good um, yeah oh man yeah just get fired up talking you're just, about you're just, you're just geeking out right Don't now. even get me started on There Will Be Blood, though. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Have you seen I, that? I've seen three-fourths of There Will Be Blood, but I feel like with how much uh, Luke has, has talked about I it. I was talking about it before. Were you? Yeah, and I, to- I told him that, like, I've been talking about it the past couple of days, and you probably want to kill me because I've just been talking about <laughs> Genuinely, it so much. He just goes and, like, it. he'll talk about it for, like, a day, a week, and then he's just – We'll just continually talk about it. <laughs> like every other week, he's just like talking about it. It's just so good. Yeah, it is a good. It is a good flick. What are you saying? You want me to continue the episode? The yeah. going through the questions uh-huh. we have. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, why do you think, like, as individuals or as a as a society, like, at large, why do we latch on to stories? Like, why do we connect with characters, even? Yeah. 
I, I think I don't think we have much of a choice. I think that it's something that we latch onto naturally because I was talking to a friend the other day and talking about how we are narrative creatures. I mean, we mm. we you know live with story. Uh, we I mean, you look at mythology as story. Um, our past we call history. Um, so everything, even our relationships are centered around stories. The dialogue that we have is varying degrees of story. So, hmm. yeah, I, I think it's, it's the platform that we have to, you know, sh- communicate and empathize and share meaning. So, I, I, yeah, I think it just all comes down to us being narrative creatures. Hmm. Yeah. Almost as if there's like a... Don't get ahead of yourself. Shit, <laughs> 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 come on. We have it in the notes. <laughs> Track with the episode. <laughs> Wait, what notes? What notes? Well, what uh, about. This is all off off of the cuffs. We, we uh, don't we don't plan ever. What even was that? <laughs> oh, I don't know what that sounded like. That was the worst thing. You just lost half your listeners. <laughs> Duly noted. Why do, why do you think we latch onto stories? Yeah, I think in a very similar way. I mean, we just came off a series about like the image of God. I think we're just like, that's how we communicate. Like, if we could communicate in a way that uh, for most you got it. Struck down a little bit. <laughs> um, I think that just by the very nature of how we communicate verbally, it you have to like paint pictures mm-hmm. and like ideas with words. So you're going to have to mm. communicate in some way. Because if if we could just communicate by just I look I look at Bates right now and he sees uh, a red triangle. Like then we don't have to <laughs> I don't have to I don't have to convey a story, but in order to tell him like hey, I want you to think of a triangle that's red. I'm still telling a story. Sure, sure. And I think <clears throat> by just the very nature of how we communicate like with language and writing, you you have to I, I agree. Like I I'm pretty much just riffing off what you said and um, yeah, like that, like, like a, a riff, like, like a, a riff on a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's it's not only just like how we're built, but a, almost a limit of language in a mm. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think <clears throat> this is something I've thought about a lot as a photographer, mm. um, and like you can probably relate to this. Is like, I I love photography, but it just doesn't. It's not complete. Right. right. Um. And I think it's because, like, we are narrative creatures, like you said. And, like, we need, like, we can't convey theme. And we can, sure, we may be able to convey some form of emotion. But nobody looks at a photo and just feels, like, an immense sense of relatability. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, th- thoughts can't be conveyed and things like that. So I've been, like, really thinking about, because I enjoy landscape photography <clears throat> a lot and, like, Nature has always been a way that I, like, connect with God, and that's just a cool thing for me. So I like to go on hikes, get out early, take photos of, like, just, you know, God's creation. And, like, trying to think of a way to convey a story in that with one single image, it's easy to do it when you string a bunch together. But it's hard to convey a story with just images. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially landscape images. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I mean, going off that idea of photography, um, not not to say that photography is wrong and, you know, against God's intentions or whatever, yeah, yeah. but it's almost, 
as if you know when you're presented with a picture you're presented with an actual view of something and so you're, you're not really reading much into that mm-hmm. but if you're given a thought I mean you build onto that in your head on your own story onto yeah. that and so that that presents your own sense of meaning. I mean, if you're presented with a photograph of somebody's face, I mean, you see their face right there in actuality. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if somebody explains to you, hey, Luke has blonde hair and, um, you know, uh, what kind of glasses are those? Turtle? Turtle, yeah. Turtle, yeah, turtle glasses. Tur- uh, tor- uh, tortoise. Tortoise glasses. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, they explain your, you know, your face in great detail. Then they're going to form a picture in their mind that they attach a whole lot more to than just a picture that's right in front of them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> something that's so interesting to me, I I don't really write at all. Y'all y'all both do. Uh, but just I like language and it's just so interesting. So something that um Dr. Chrysler who was on for episode 3.2 of the podcast. Um <laughs> he he in class, I take Greek with him right now. And he he talks about how language is not um, he said in class one time that like dictionaries are great, but they're kind of a farce. Mm-hmm. Like they're not really, yeah. that's not how language works. You don't have like just a meaning to or, like one meaning or like even a, a list of meanings for a particular word. It's language is malleable and honestly up to interpretation and the way that the, the author is portraying it also, you can sh- reshape words to mean something that they maybe would never mean in any other context, um, which I, th- that's just me geeking out about language, but I think that's, that's really cool. That's good. Yeah. I think it's like, it's such a crazy idea that we can string together all these words and form ideas and opinions and change the world. Mm. Yeah. Like Karl Marx changed the world by just putting words together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For better or for worse is up to you. Why, why was Karl Marx? Yeah, because wondering the same thing. <laughs> What's on your mind, Luke? <laughs> he wrote something very drastic. And like Charles Darwin. Like, do you know what I mean? And yeah. like even Martin Luther King Jr. Like, yeah. these people change the world with words. It's just because you were talking about Marx recently because of oh, honors. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like these people like influenced the course of human events yeah. with words. And like even authors like George Orwell. Or John Steinbeck, you Mm -hmm. you mentioned East of Eden, like those are influential works. Like Grapes of Wrath is arguably one of the most influential pieces of literature. Mm -hmm. Uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, Yeah, there's just these like stories, essentially just these strings of thousands and thousands and thousands of words that change cultures. Or, Or even the Bible. Like, yeah, just think about how you just have a book that has been around for thousands of years now and like it's completely shaped like some of the just the things we use in common conversation like an eye for an eye or um the skin of your teeth like Mm -hmm. that's something that you just say in conversation like it's permeated all of culture like yeah we're bates and i and malcolm as well we're in a uh a class with dr wyma um a c.s lewis class and c.s lewis talks a lot about how like he believed that there was a, a semblance of Christ in all mythology and all stories and everything like that was just like the unifying aspect of it and that's been a really interesting like topic of conversation and like thought for me recently is like looking at myths and and stories and folk tales and stuff and just like seeing a theme in them like this is something we've talked about 
before um, and how like in like mythology, like Norse mythology, there's the, I don't know, you're more, you talked about that. Remember with the tree thing? You talked about, oh, the tree of, like the tree in Norse mythology. Yeah, go. I mean, I just brought it up, like the tree of life in Norse mythology. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not a no, but like Norse, the, Norse expert. Like one of the gods, like came down from the top of the tree and like died. Mm. There, you were talking about this like a parallelism week ago. type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I genuinely don't remember. Neil, neither do I. He like fought a snake or something. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what. Yeah, That's exactly. Awesome. Isn't that crazy? Wow. And it's like whether that was drawing from the Bible and like Christian myth, so to speak. I did a little air quotes there. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) Or that stood alone. And that is just actually a unifying reality in our world. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Zany stuff. Kooky. Yeah. Um, Loopy. Good. Good words. Wacky. Mm -hmm. He's uh, reading out of a thesaurus right now. (laughs) Out of a dictionary, actually. (laughs) Because I've mentioned dictionary earlier. And I, I know, but that doesn't – that's not – They have – I would have to be flipping through. Or they do have synonyms. Yeah, so why do you – I know I said earlier I don't write stories myself, but why do you, you guys write stories in particular? Mm. We'll start with Bates since uh, you wrote – like you've written books. Right. That's kind of cool. <laughs> well – well, I'll, I'll, right, right off the right off the bat, you say what'd you say? He said whatever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll say right off the bat, um, just the the act of writing a book is not much different than writing a piece of poetry or a, a paper for school or something like that. Um, it's just uh, rambling as you do it. So uh, you're you know what you could condense down into a paper is making it longer yeah. um, and adding more parts to. It. But anyway, um, why do I write? Um, it's kind of honestly a compulsion. Um, when I was, I started writing when I was in first grade and I wrote a story about a vampire and, um, I wrote it from, oh gosh, my English teacher is going to be ticked off of me. Uh, when you talk about, uh, first person is when I, I did something, Uh right? Yeah. I wrote about it in the first person and at the end of the story I died. And so like that was, that was my first, uh, literary (laughs) mess up. But, um, yeah, but that was when I first started writing and just went from there. And it's the way that I express myself best. Um, I don't talk fluently a lot of the time, uh, but in order to, you know, ex- express what I'm really thinking or really feeling, it works best when I'm writing it out on a page. And that's one of the reasons why I handwrite everything mm, is yeah. it's it's an emotional expression. Um, I can't express very emotionally when I'm you know typing on a keyboard. You journal. Um, occasionally, I have trouble yeah. keeping it up. Um, yeah, so do I. Yeah, yeah. Mo- most of my emotional expression is in f- writing fiction, so hmm. and poetry. <laughs> So, yeah. You know, what's kind of like with, I mean, any of the stories, but like what, what that you've written, but what what kind of like inspires you to write a particular, like with your latest book, like what kind of got you rolling on it, for lack of a better term? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I mean, my other stuff that I've written kind of formed the launching pad. Without having written that stuff, I couldn't have written what I wrote and yeah. finished last week. Um, but yeah, I mean, life events uh, shapes it a lot. I mean, this book is a darker book. It has a lot to do with society and, you know, different facets of society, even branching into different realities mm. and pseudo uh, post-apocalyptic world. Hmm. So, I mean, COVID has uh, um, helped, quote, quote unquote, unquote. <laughs> yeah, with that in a way. 
um, just seeing society respond in a way that is ab- abnormal to me. I've never seen before. Nobody mm-hmm. really has that's yeah. alive right now. Um, so, uh, yeah, just seeing people interact with each other and interacting with society as a whole. And um, the books I'm reading, the movies I'm watching, yeah. um, all of that kind of came together to inspire this storyline in particular. Mm. But it can also be just an expression of what I'm feeling, you know, inside, whatever emotion is overriding everything at the moment. Mm. So Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. What about you, Luke? You've, you've written sh- some cool stuff. Yeah, thank you. I maybe. <laughs> um, I actually have a question, and I'll answer it. What for me? It's like teetering this line between film and literature has always been a hard thing for me, and like I feel like mm-hmm. I go through it in phases. Right now, I'm like sort of reading a lot, but like if you asked me like two months ago, what are you reading? I would have been like, oh, I'll read some short stories, but watch a lot of movies or like I'll watch some TV and then read novels. But like, how do you like approach both of those differently and similarly? Yeah. Is something that like Venn diagram, give us a Venn diagram. Yeah. Draw it. And then don't even tell anyone what it is. Yeah. 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 Totally. Totally avoid that narrative thing we were talking about. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's a huge importance in, you know, in visual art and uh, art and text. Um, You know, I don't book, book art yeah we'll go yeah Yeah. um anyway so i i get most of my inspiration and most of my fuel from reading books Mm. um but watching movies is a huge part of that as well um right now i mean i when i was writing the book uh, i did not have much time to watch movies and so since i'm done with my first draft i'm making an intentional effort i've written out a list of 10 different movies that i want to watch in order to refuel my creative batteries before i uh, type out this book and make the initial edit so um it's a good list there's a there's a definitely yeah it's it's pretty cool yeah Yeah. (laughs) thanks i I appreciate that um (laughs) but um yeah so i i get i get fueled from both of them but i think from reading books more i don't know is that is that answering your question Malcolm just pulled a hair off of me. <laughs> <laughs> I was really confused what was oh, happening. That was horrifying. <laughs> That's my biggest fear. <laughs> um, yeah, that kind of answers it. Yeah, yeah, I would say, yeah. Okay. Um, That's always just been a weird, like, thing for me to, like, teeter between the two. And, like, sometimes I get inspiration from one more than the other. And sometimes I get inspiration from the other more than the one. Yeah. That was a really weird way to phrase that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, back to it. <laughs> yeah, I've written some things. I've written a couple short stories. Um, never really, I've thought about like writing a book, but also mm-hmm. just don't really have the time right now. Sure. Um, <clears throat> most of what I've been writing recently is actually like notes for an audibility episode. And that's like something that I would never think would satisfy my creative needs. And obviously that's in tandem with like writing some like fiction and also writing or, uh, like, doing photography and exercising it in that way. But, like, Jay and I this summer really, like, wanted to produce more excellent content um, than how it had been before. And so one of the ways to do that was to actually plan out and write and, like, be specific about what we wanted to talk about and, like, thinking about that. And that has – I didn't think that would exercise my creative muscle, but it has. So that's been weird, um, but good. But yeah, I've written some short stories, and I think a, a reason I write in that sense <clears throat> is because, like, I'm a, in some respects, a people person, mm. uh, very much, and so I like really value relationships and like 
yeah, just like people, I think it's the most valuable picture of like God's creation that we have, obviously. I mean, we just talked about that. And I think the way that I kind of approach that is like writing to connect with people or relate with people or like entice thought in people. Um, And sometimes it works. And sometimes like I'll send uh, a short story or something over to one of my friends or Andrew D. Doan, who we had on the Ah, podcast. Uh, Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. um, He actually writes a lot, a lot of short stories. And actually this episode would be a nice little pairing to his yeah. Oh, go listen to his yeah, after this. Yeah, do that. Um, anyway, yeah, like I'll send something to him or a friend and they're like, this is just bad. Like this doesn't work. <laughs> this doesn't get across what you're trying to get across. Jeez. Fix it or just scrap it. But yeah. All right. I don't know. Tough I, love. Yeah, it's good though. Uh, so yeah, I, I guess just like to connect with people and then, because I wouldn't say that's my form of self-expression. I journal a lot and that that is one way. Um, but I would say that for me is photography. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I don't know if that even answers the question. Yeah. I'm and not... and you say you don't write, but you no, do. You I write do. academically. <clears throat> yeah, and I think that's something for me, like, I don't think I'm ever going to write, like, a novel, mm-hmm. but I probably will at some point if I have something to write about, we'll write, like, hey, I kind of got this degree, and I, you know, I have some things to say. And I think that's something I've recognized, especially, like, last year I did a paper for systematic theology about – the impassibility of God. And it was actually, I thought it was going to be kind of a lame paper to write because I didn't know anything about it. But I think in that kind of mode, that's where I, just the way my brain works, connecting abstract ideas in a artistic way is like a lot more challenging to me and also just the way my brain works. And Mm. I enjoy that a lot. Um, So I don't really know how to harness that outside of the classroom. Mm. Um, but it's it's definitely something I enjoy writing, and I think I'm moderately good at. No, you are. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm good at it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I wrote that paper, and I really enjoyed writing that paper, and I thought I did a good job. So. And then you did. wrote a paper recently, that was just. Yeah, it was terrible. I don't know how <laughs> I made a good grade on that. Literally, we just. If he if you're listening to this, Doctor Bray. More power to you. Doubt you are. But it was a terrible paper, and I don't know how I got it. He literally, like, we were up until 2 in the morning. Yeah. And and he was like, hey, like, can you help me just, like, put filler in this? I I, I I just just need you to help me. I couldn't get the word count. And I was just like, and he was like, wow, this is a great paper. He had, like, three. The professor? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I literally, I, like, just BSed about sales pretty much for, like, two pages and oh it just gosh. worked he had, it was like <laughs> you had like four pages and it's supposed to be an eight page paper yeah so it was it was a grind it was <laughs> for what, what class is this it was what? for leadership and ministry ah, okay. yeah so it was <laughs> said, no ah. no there was nothing nothing inferred in that ah. no no just like an ah oh, okay. yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, don't, I have no idea but it's, it's crazy yeah. If I put intention to it, it actually is a good paper typically. Uh, but I think one yeah. thing I've like grown to appreciate since coming to college is like I've I've written for a long time. Like I wrote throughout high school and stuff. <clears throat> and one thing is like I always kind of dreaded writing papers for school, mm-hmm. but now it's like that's changed because I've I've I learned my senior year through my like English one oh one class to change the way I look at writing academically and it can be a form of like creative expression, I guess. Yeah. Um, and like so much so that like this summer I wrote a paper for fun. 
I wrote a research. I told you about this, right? I don't think so. I wrote a research paper about coffee and like. Oh yeah, yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Um, it's pretty long, but it was really just like Nerd. a place for me to put all my research and stuff that I had been gathering over the summer, which yeah. is cool. Nerd. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Stupid. Anyway. <laughs> uh, it's okay. What's your What's your favorite thing you've written? Oh my gosh. Uh, probably my favorite stuff that I've written uh, has been a few of my uh, nonfiction essays, actually. Um, mm. That I've nonfiction creative essays. Um, so not stuff that I've written for school, but stuff that's posted on my blog. Yeah. Um, th- those are probably my, my some of my favorite ones. I wrote one on flight, and that's what it's called. Um, hmm. And uh, it was kind of talking about just the the process of people leaving and how that's not necessarily always a bad thing. Yeah. Um, and you know how we can how we can deal with that and look at that in a natural way. Hmm. So uh, that was probably one of my favorite ones. And then I published a two part. Uh, essay called the pup and the last couple last couple months that i really enjoyed cool. as well hmm, so what's yeah. what's your blog uh my blog plug is, that yeah it's called at wit's end um it's a it's a little wordpress blog yeah that i did name. that in high school <laughs> <laughs> it's good it's just, <laughs> i'm impressed honestly <laughs> yeah so it's it's a uh, wits if you if, if, if you want to find it it's uh, Wits and Web. No, Wits and Web. We'll put it in the description of the yes. episode. Yeah, yeah that we'll, would help. we'll plug it. Yeah, yeah. We'll actually put the Amazon link to all oh. of your books. Oh, yeah. wonderful. <laughs> yeah, we probably will. To my thirteen-year-old books. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Um, so yeah, uh, my blog is where primarily where I post a lot of my creative nonfiction stuff. Mm, cool. um, but I've also started posting some stuff. I've been writing some tutorial stuff on how to self-publish. And uh, just the writing process in general, because I've had a lot of friends asking me about it and just, you know, I have a lot of friends that want to get started in writing and they just don't know how. And so uh, just writing some stuff about how to get started on that process has been helpful to people. And so you self-publish. I self-publish. Yes. You have a video series on YouTube about that, actually, right? Yeah, I have Uh, a, a, I call my video writing briefs. Yeah. Um, But it kind of talks about, you know, what I'm doing personally, my progression through writing this new book, which has the working title Obsidian, by the way. I haven't said that yet. Yeah. Um, That's it. Yes. So, uh, and I also talk some about self-publishing, and Mm. I want to go more in depth on that later, but um, Mm. like in those videos. Yeah. I've talked about this book before. Um, For anyone, like, interested in getting started in writing and, like, even just like changing like your mindset to think about maybe pursuing writing or just like changing how you think for that way. Um, and if you haven't read it, I would definitely recommend it to you. It's uh, by Stephen King. It's called mm. On Writing, A oh, Memoir of the Craft. That's a great book. Um, I've read that. It's just phenomenal. Have you read it? I've read part of it. Yeah. It's just uh, one of the best um, like – I don't want to say like tutorial books, but it's like – it's. I don't want to say – Nonfiction because I've read a lot of really good nonfiction. Um, I don't know what what really it is. Yeah. But yeah, it's like also just his writings, like the way he does writing. It's like a conversation. It's fascinating. Well, in that book, in his novels, it is no, no, no. Quite that. I'm talking about like the way he describes how oh. how he like writes. He's essentially just like oh he, yeah. He just types out and he's like oh sometimes I surprise myself. It's just like. How, how? How do you do that? Yeah, his and his process is so just unique and cool. Wacky. Um, like he'll, yeah, I'll just just read it if you want to know. Yeah, he's been through it. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah that's facts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 
that's definitely a good book to get started. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, there's all kinds of stuff out there, and I don't think you can go wrong with any of yeah. the you know introductory writing mm-hmm. books. Um, yeah. And even people that have been writing for years and years get a lot out of those books. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. What would you recommend to somebody who wants to get into writing? You know, either as something like to actually do for a living, or like even just do for fun. Like, what would you say? Yeah. Um, so, first off, I mean, those are two very big things, um, or very different things. And uh, if if it's something that you want to do for fun, um, I definitely go for it. Um, what whatever you do, whatever you want to write, whether it's poetry or books or um, write academically, like you were saying, mm-hmm. um, it's fun to get into, especially when there's no pressure of trying to make money attached to it. But yeah. if you are wanting to, you know, make a living off of it, it's a whole different deal because you have to become a businessman as well. Um, and that's something that I'm trying to get into. I have not gotten there yet. Hmm. But, uh, I mean, you have to market your books, and that takes a lot. And it takes a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of concentration. Hmm. So um, it becomes a second job at that point. So Yeah. Um, but for anybody that just wants to write in general, um, it, it can be easy. Uh, it doesn't have to be as difficult as a lot of people make it out to be. Um, just write your thoughts down. It's okay to ramble. That's something that I've had to get used to. It's because I thought whenever I would start writing and just write with no end in sight that that was a problem and that people weren't going to enjoy that. But a lot of the time people relate to that. Um, they, they can, yeah, they can insert themselves into it. So uh, just, yeah, don't approach it with not, don't put so much pressure on yourself and just write what you want to write. Yeah. I don't, I don't have anything to say. No, I thought you, you, you said <laughs> yeah as if you were about to say something. No, I was agreeing. I said that's, oh, okay. like, that's good. I, oh, okay. I agree with that. I think that's good advice. Yeah, Sweet. I'm that's glad cool. to hear that. <laughs> yeah, we, we affirm it. Yes. yes. I like that. All right. I'm just going to get you all to follow me around places whenever I'm talking <laughs> yeah, we'll to people. Yeah, we'll just start clapping. <laughs> that's really good, Bates. <laughs> well, well done. Wow. Thanks. Oh, thanks. Um, well, I think that's a good spot to – Leave out, and we're going to put your stuff in the description, and people go check out his blog and go, um, go buy his thank books. You. Indeed.com. No, we're not going to put indeed.com in the description. <laughs> no, no, I was saying, like, the, the bit when I say indeed, yeah, I and then I add it was a little weird in the context because we were talking about websites, so, like, maybe we need to. Oh, website? Yeah, go check out our website. <laughs> 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 um, anyway, yeah, it was good having you on. Yeah, thanks, thanks so, so much. much. It's been a lot of fun. Did we just say this was fun at the exact same yeah. time? Yeah. Yep. Um, I thought right. I spoke twice. Like I transcended reality. <laughs> <laughs> and like my voice split into two oh, voices. Okay. All right. It's like my human being and my. Okay. My we're soul we're done. Thank y'all. Thank y'all for coming on this week. Really thank you. All right. Crazy. Close it out, Malcolm. North Koreans were like trying mind control and the Americans were like, damn it, we have to have (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious though. That's awesome. Oh, he's such a a zany guy. Um, Okay. What is... uh... Oh yeah, we do a slurp. Uh, You're welcome to join us. You can join. Slurp. Yeah. uh, It's a tribute to the fact that they're just still just fucking kids. Yeah. All right. Here you go. go. Three, two, one.